your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Imagine being in a situation where you were waiting to pick your children up and you were not sure as a number of parents weren't for 10 minutes that felt like 10 days as some of them said whether your child would come out or whether yours was one of the children uh, injured and uh, there was heroism uh, by uh, the childcare worker and also uh, by a a Brazilian um, delivery driver uh, who got involved, uh, took off his helmet and uh, managed uh, to uh, frankly beat off uh, the assailant as um, one of the children was being attacked Uh, and then after that we saw the chaos that I'm sure many of you um, have seen. And uh, Amory, our producer, is with me. Good morning, morning to, to you, Amory. Um, and, and just to say, I, I know you, you were looking, I think, at some of this imagery last night, weren't you? Yeah, well, I kind of... It took off, as you know, and it took off very quickly. Um, it descended into chaos very quickly. And I was, I suppose, getting notifications online. And there was a few things I noticed. For an incident to happen... Uh, and people in my circle, family, friends, whatever, a huge amount were sending me messages. And that's because I work in media. Did you see this? And I don't usually get this amount of messages around a story. There was absolute shock going on around the country as to what was going on. There were people messaging me saying they were borderline traumatised watching some of the footage online and had to switch it off. There was a huge amount of misinformation, speculation, other images used as part of what was going on last night that had nothing to do with what was and, going and, on and last night. Pointing out one of the most um, stark pieces of disinformation was an image of an army vehicle which was being claimed to be on the streets in the midst of these riots. In fact, it wasn't. It, it was an image taken at another time, but I think it had over half a million views yeah. before the defence forces had to come out and clarify yeah, and, and this is the problem. Th- then there was, obviously, in advance of mainstream media, obviously have to check facts and go through it all. There was this slight delay between, you know, seeing double-decker buses burning to a crisp, and I thought, is this actually happening? And then, of course, I did see it on, you know, TV after that in, in the news reports. You know, the Lewis being smashed, these thugs smashing shop windows, um, and all of that kind of thing. So for a while there, you weren't quite sure when you were looking at both, you know, what was going on. And I I was very interested in that. I was also very um, interested in the fact, the amount of people who definitely seemed shocked at what went on and are very concerned on a wider level, not just about Dublin, but about things that are going on in cities around the country at a low level and are gathering momentum, let's just say. Yeah, and and to be honest, we hear about it here, don't we, on Limerick today in relation to Limerick. Yeah, there's sometimes um, a concern that, what would you call it, low-level hooliganism. Um, You know, they get to go and push the boundaries so far and then it's like, how far more will they go? I think this is a you know a, a, a far right wing group that supposedly in Dublin are fighting for some cause. They're not representing Ireland. They're not fighting for any cause. They're absolute, this is scumbag territory. But... It, it starts with, you know, little things happening and then it only takes one or two and it takes off. And I have to say there was a voicemail as well circulated on, on, on social media last night, Joe, and it was 
horrendous. It was one of these thugs. It, you could hear the background noise and they were rounding up people and the abusive language, the racially motivated things, the derogatory things that were being said on this voicemail would put chills down your spine. It was horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Alright, well thank you Amory, for that and uh, Fine Gael, TD <coughs> in Limerick and Minister of State uh, with responsibility as it happens for the Office of Public Works Patrick O'Donovan is on the line. Uh, good morning Minister. First of all, what would you say to parents this morning? Marin Joe and, and Marin to your listeners. Uh, look, I'm, I'm a parent myself uh, of three small children that I've just um, seen off to school. Um, two of my little girls are in the same age profile as the little girl that, uh, you know, is, is fighting for her life and please God she'll be okay. Uh, I'm also a teacher. I've often been the person who lined the children up in the yard, um, you know, with their coats on. And I saw last night the imagery of um, the Paw Patrol school bag, uh, the little pink shoes that were referred to. Um, so, and, and, and on top of that, I stay on that street in Dublin. When I stay in Dublin, um, about three or four doors down is where I stay. I've always felt safe there. I've never felt unsafe. And I think this is just a totally random thing. And I'm glad that the guards have somebody and they're not looking for anybody else. Um, but there was a, a lot of heroism yesterday. I mean, as Anne-Marie said, uh, uh, a Brazilian delivery worker jumped off his bike, um, lamped the alleged assailant with his helmet, uh, restrained him, along with a couple of ordinary uh, Dubliners who, who knew what was going to happen, that he was either going to try and get away or, or do worse. Um, and the guards were there it, literally it, it, in a matter of seconds. But, but it is fair so, to say too that uh, a lot of the people were actually protecting this individual to allow the guardie to come and arrest him and yeah. that, that the law would take its course in the midst of everything. They were, and then the guards were protecting this, the crime scene um, uh, to make sure that the forensics could be detected and collected. And this bunch of thugs and, as Emery says, scumbags, came up and tried to break a guard the card and destroy evidence. And ironically, their 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 actions would have left potentially somebody off the hook because the the crime scene would have been interrupted and destroyed. Uh, but like you know, it is it's the kind of thing that. Um, I suppose we have become accustomed to hearing from schools in other parts of the world where uh, the the ultimate in innocence, a five-year-old, um, is is fighting for their lives. It's not the kind of thing that we've ever associated with an Irish context, um, and it is every parent's worst nightmare. Yes, and, and the other thing that's worth saying, Minister, is the Gardaí are trying to establish the precise facts around the stabbing. Yeah. They're trying to understand the motive. And as I say, there will be an investigation and eventually, uh, in there no likelihood, someone will come before yeah. the courts. But yeah. the more general point beyond that, though, and the chaos that we saw in Dublin, um, you know, including, I mean, I watched uh, across bulletins last night. It was leading the main BBC news at 10 mm. uh, yesterday um, evening, for example. There has been a sense of unease about city centres around the country for some time, hasn't there? Uh, well, what you saw yesterday wasn't unease. I mean, what you saw yesterday was organised tuggery and just wanton scumbaggery. I mean, um, the irony of this is, you know, that these people, these so-called leaders of the far right, uh, um, 
what did they do um, when they got their when they got their chance? Uh, they broke into Irish shops, stole stock from Irish businesses, ran through the streets with runners and and clothes, intimidated people going about their business. Irish people, uh, you know, th- these are people that are so called standing up for Joe Nash and Patrick O'Donovan. They're not standing up for anybody other than their own warped uh, notion of what it is to be a scumbag. Um, and I'm glad that there's so many arrested and I'm glad that they're going to be brought before the courts um, and that they'll be dealt with, with the, in the harshness that they need to be dealt with. Yes, but, but Minister, like, no, no, that's not political ideology. Right, but no one can, can claim, though, that there weren't at least amber warning lights. I mean, for example, we saw the scenes of the intimidation of the Kerry TD Michael Healy Ray. We remember talking to you on the show about that at the time. Yeah, but I mean, look, I mean, there is an, uh, uh, an underbelly, a, a disgusting underbelly um, that has developed, not only in Ireland, uh, but we've seen it in other European countries as well, uh, against people who aren't Irish. You, you, would, you would swear that this country has never sent immigrants from this country itself, yet over, what is it, 36 million people around the world claim to be Irish. You know, I spoke to you during the summer. Uh, I spent a term in hospital myself. The amount of people that were either from the Indian subcontinent, Africa, uh, mainland Europe that were looking after me and others, the people that work in our restaurants, the people that work in fintech, the people that work in broadcasting, uh, who don't look and sound the same as maybe Joan Ash and Patrick O'Donovan, are no less Irish than Patrick O'Donovan and Joan Ash. And to think that this bunch of scumbags can go around and determine almost like a Hitler-esque type movement as to who can and cannot come into the country. Remember, you know, the person who saved, who intervened here to make sure that this situation didn't get any worse was a Brazilian um, and, and great credit has to go to him. So, like, who, who do these people actually think that they're representing right, and but, who do but, they think but, that they are? But, I mean, as a minister in this government, what is the government going to do to prevent the sort of chaos that we saw in Dublin happening again there or elsewhere? Well, look, I saw the Garda Commissioner's uh, interview this morning and uh, there's no doubt about it. Uh, in the last uh, last night was a totally new departure from anything that has ever been seen in this state ever before, where you have um, public workers, um, bus employees, Lewis employees, guards uh, being attacked in a vicious fashion. And by the way, did... They're, these scumbags have no political ideology. How was it that at four or five o'clock in the evening, they all just miraculously were available to come to a spontaneous protest? The reason is, unlike John Ash and Patrick O'Donovan, they weren't working. And, and, and there was no... They, but, like, but, but what's the government no, going to do, though, to assure the, the people listening this morning that they are safe on the streets of Dublin the, or Limerick the, or Galway or Waterford or Cork? Yeah, the government's response through the Minister for Justice last night, and you'll see it again today, will be very clear. Um, these people will be brought before the courts uh, and they will be dealt with uh, appropriately. And it'll send out a very simple message to anybody who's in, intent on engaging in toggery and scumbaggery that there's no place for that in Ireland. And I think the vast, vast, vast majority of people in, in this state, while they might have misgivings about one or thing or others that the government might or might not be doing at any particular place and time, they have absolutely no tolerance for the for the life being frightened out of people. And using an attack on, on a five-year-old to vent their own warped sense of hooliganism like this was the, this was something that we would have seen maybe in Paris or Brussels uh, or even after some UK soccer matches at a lower end but you'd never have seen it right. in Ireland but, but do we need 
to learn lessons from last night. Does does the policing response need to be different? Do we need to look at more armed units? Do we need to look at more riot squads in Dublin and around the country? Were, Were we caught on the back foot as a state? Well, the public order units from a number of adjoining Garda divisions were deployed into Dublin last night to make sure that the, the situation was quelled. And the, the, the Garda commissioner gave a full appraisal of that this morning. But he did say that, like, you know, he he is going to review it. And obviously, if there's if there's uh, equipment for their training or whatever that is going to have to be implied, that's not going to be an issue. The other thing that I think is going to have to be an issue is is the online trolling that happens um, in a kind of an unpoliced, uh, unorganised fashion uh, where people are, uh, you know, the finger pointed at them. All of this is your fault. And all of a sudden there's a pile on from these, uh, I won't call them uh, extreme right, they're just criminals in my mind, uh, who decide that they can get free gratis and for nothing uh, coverage online from Twitter, what are called X now, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, they're all at it and they're right. all facilitated. But, 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 I mean, I know you accept that the first responsibility of a government is the protection and security Absolutely. of its citizens. So I, I got on to Lewis at the point yesterday afternoon and I t- went all the way out the red line to the red cow. No, no problems. But a few hours later, that wouldn't have been possible for a citizen of this state. <laughs> I mean, that is uh, an example for a period in Dublin city centre, no. our capital, <laughs> of the breakdown of civil order. Yeah, but I, I accept that, that there was an interruption in, in, in that order. However, if you look at what the guards did, they stood between uh, people like Joe Nash and scumbags to make sure that Joe Nash could find another way to go out to the Red Cow. Luckily, there was nobody killed. No innocent person was killed. The reason being, the guards, men and women, all young parents themselves probably, all responding to the fact that a child had been attacked in Parnell Square, uh, made themselves available to the guard the commissioner to come in and protect the likes of John Ash. That's why the likes of John Ash got home last night. Well, well, put simply, Minister, do we need more visible guard presence in Limerick City Centre, Dublin City Centre, etc., all the time? We need a number of things. That's one of them. Um, but we also need, I think, uh, our tolerances uh, in this country collective uh, of, of scumbaggery uh, has, has actually gone down. Uh, these people don't reflect uh, a modern society in Limerick or Dublin or Waterford or anywhere else. They're layabouts that are doing nothing, adding nothing to society other than draining from John Ash and Patrick O'Donovan and everybody else. Like I asked a question a while ago. We have a, a, a labour shortage in this country. Why were all these people miraculously at four o'clock in the evening mm. available? The answer is they weren't at work. Right. Because they don't work. And can I ask you another question relating to the imagery? You know, a, a lot of people would have seen um, images last night on, for example, RTE and Virgin Media of some of what was happening. And you could see that some of the people involved were using their phones to video this criminal behaviour. Some of that ended up being distributed via social media. What needs to be done there? Because we regulate, uh, on behalf of the European Union, a lot of these major social media companies. We do. And, uh, you know, our our principal broadcaster that I've spoken to you about umpteen times during the summer 
uh, went off uh, with an untrusted source last night. And well, hang on, we're not going to get that. No, no, no. I'm, I'm asking about the social media companies. Not no, to be fair. I, so, RT, I mean, RT are yeah, not here no, to de- RT are not here no, to defend themselves. No, the now we'll be responsible for what we're doing on Live 95, Patrick. But yeah, if you just let me finish the point. The point is that we are all now. Uh, taking material that we're finding on these so-called platforms as trusted. Even our national broadcaster last yeah, but, night... But I, took, I gave an example... I gave, I gave an example of one that was distributed um, yesterday, which was hmm. clearly disinformation. It was an army vehicle. And uh, it, that army vehicle was not on the streets. And it took quite but, a period of time, and I'm not blaming the Defence Forces press office for this, for them to make a clear well, statement actually, saying, well, that's not it, the case. Well, it actually didn't take a long time. It, what, it, what it took was the hysteria that was built up by the national broadcaster. Well, uh, look, uh, uh, come who, on now, Patrick. They're, they don't... They're, uh, let's have a go at me and have a go at Live 95 for what no, we I'm did. No, I'm not having a go at anybody. But, I'm but, just simply but saying... Can I ask you what... I'm just say, simply saying... What, what, what about the regulation across social media, which, you know, as we well know, this imagery can be seen and then it can become isolated to particular groups and then you end up perhaps in a scenario where it leads to people turning up at particular locations and making it more challenging for the Gardaí. And the other side of that, Joe, is that that social media content, um, which was a lot of which was garnered yesterday by people who were passing by Parnell Square, may very well be used in evidence in a court case. So not all of it is something that I would just diss. However, um, there there is no doubt about it. Um, and this is, unfortunately, it's a European-wide problem. It's not pertained just to Limerick or Dublin or anywhere else. Uh, we know that the movement of scumbags is being facilitated to a large degree uh, by WhatsApp, Instagram, X, uh, Facebook. We know that. Uh, and we're going to have to respond to it as a European Union. Uh, and unfortunately, even the standards in Twitter, as it was formerly known, has, has collapsed in recent times. And we also know the reason for okay. that. No. Uh, but but, but as, a, as a modern democracy and as a modern society, we have to be able to, to say uh, that we're not prepared to allow... Uh, hooligans uh, on what should be one of the biggest days for sales in Dublin, for instance, at Henry Street yeah. and O'Connell Street Black today, Friday, that's now right. to be picking up the pieces. Uh, well, and that's true. And, and we're, we're only a few weeks to Christmas and obviously lots of people will intend to be in city centres, uh, including Limerick, over the next few weeks. Can yeah. you give them an assurance that the state will respond in such a way that those areas will be safe? And the Minister for Justice gave that assurance last night and she gave it again this morning. Um, however, Joe, it is important to point out we can't, no society can have an individual guard or policeman attached to every single I know, and, I, I, and I think I mean, most people accept that, but they do believe no. that more visibility is required. Absolutely. And, and, and it has already happened in Dublin. I'm in Dublin every week and I can see it myself. And in that part of Dublin where this kicked off, I stay uh, every week and I feel safe. Uh, I walk up O'Connell Street at night. I walk up Parnell Street at night. Uh, and the, uh, the hotel that I stay in is directly across the street from where this happened. Uh, and will I be staying there next week? Absolutely I will be. It's a hotel full of Americans um, from, from one end of the week to the other who must have been absolutely terrified yesterday with what they saw. So I think there's an onus of responsibility on us all to make sure that if we allow these scumbags to win now, uh, yeah, they'll be brought before the courts, 34, however many of them were arrested, and there'll probably be more of them. But if we allow that uh, fear 
factor that has obviously crept into the country. Like last night, when I was going to bed, I, I said to my wife, it reminded me of the night that uh, COVID was being announced because we did had no idea what was going to happen throughout the night. But luckily, when we woke up this morning, we woke up to a situation where the commissioner was able to say that law and order was restored. Okay. A lot of arrests were made and people will be all brought right, before right. the court. Okay, we'll be talking to you and many others. We'll be continuing our coverage of this because obviously it's of uh, enormous importance to all of us in the country. That is Minister of State Patrick O'Donovan Finnegale, TD, here in Limerick. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.